What's your favorite sitcom of 2019? And why is it Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I'm Ted. Welcome to the podcast. What cup are you on right now? No, this is cup number one. So it's 8.30 on Friday, the January... 24th? 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 I think it's the 24th. Um, yeah, and we were just talking... No way, for real? Yeah, because Sunday's the 27th. Oh, that's true. It is the 25th. Oh, wow. What a thrilling way to start off a podcast. You lost You guys were talking about the date... At a different day in which the podcast comes here's, out. Here's the hilarious thing. Tanner and I have talked. We are both morning people. And this week, that's backfired on us. Oh, it's not working at all. No, no. This is like, I usually, so I've got really good, um, like December through about up to two weeks ago. My alarm was off, going off around six and I was up between 5.45 and six. Mm-hmm. Would get up, go to the bathroom, um, either take a shower, do some reading, take the dog for a walk. Really good. And this week, it's like rolling around 8 o'clock, and I'm going, I really should shower. <laughs> yeah, I'm pushing all my meetings back to 9, 10 o'clock. <laughs> like, I've got, I got something that's going on in the morning. I can't make it till like 10. I'm Do so sorry. Do you ever have a moment where it's like three minutes before a meeting, and you just kind of have to go, hey, I'm going to be late? You ever do that? Um, usually, I'm like 10 minutes early to meetings, and I'm sitting in my car. Fair. I I had a problem, really bad problem, in like college of being late a lot. And there was a point where I kind of finally decided, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm done with this. Like, I really want to mm-hmm. be on time. And so every once in a while, that'll creep back up on me. I, and I feel like if it's 15 minutes out and you give someone a heads up, yeah, that's, that's good. Yes. Like to say, hey, listen, you know, here's the deal. I got going late. I'm going to be mm-hmm. there. I apologize. Yeah. You know, um, this morning I had traffic issues coming here, so mm-hmm. I made sure to let you know. But I think if you are going to be late to something and you don't get in touch with someone to let them know you're going to be late, you're a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> eat a jerk, pal. Yeah, you're a jerk. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Nine Nine. Watch it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I'm usually somebody who's uh, usually on time for things, but that even the even though I am there, that doesn't mean I have shown up. Like mm-hmm. it might take me a good. 10 minutes before I'm actually like to lock in here we are yeah. okay here we go yeah. yeah but I've learned that about myself yeah mm-hmm. anyways man what's uh, what's been happening in your life what you know Tanner it's been it's been a good start to 2019 we talked last time about uh, about resolutions goals and things like that book reading the one yeah. I said I was gonna do I want to do 24 books this year and and maybe I'll do more I don't know but because you're already on one like Three. I'm on two. Oh, I'm, two. I'm going to start on three. So before the end of January, yeah. I'll, I'll start on the new one. But I read an old um, fiction book that I loved from high school called Alas Babylon. Yeah. And Alas Babylon, if you like post-apocalyptic stuff, this is the stuff that started the genre. And I was trying to explain it to my mother-in-law um, because she's a, she's a library assistant. And so she reads a lot. And so she hadn't heard of this book, and I was explaining it to her. She goes, oh, it's sci-fi. Mm. I was like, well, it's not quite sci-fi. It's because it really does follow what would happen if this happened in the U.S. And it's based off of the, the town 
that it all happens in based off Mount Dora, Florida. Oh, classic. So right around the corner from you. Wait, something crazy is happening in a town in Florida? I know, right? Here's my shocked face. That was this week I sent Tanner a video. And it's the owner of the Red Sox is selling his like 40,000 square foot mansion for 20-something million dollars in Boca Raton, I think. Yeah. And it is the most Florida house. Oh, yeah. And so I sent him, I was like... In, in Joey voice, look at me, I'm John Henry. Could I be any more Florida? <laughs> and so naturally, Ted and I, with all the money that we've made off of this podcast, we put a down payment on this home We're in Florida. Us. It has a built-in recording studio. Yeah. So and we thought, you know what we need? Yeah, yeah. You know what our moms would really appreciate? No more self-deprecation about only our mothers listening to this podcast. <laughs> no more, Tanner, I will say it, no more. Oh, man. That was a beautiful house, though. It was. Yeah. It, well... It was a house. It was huge. It was like... I like the outside. Yeah. I have very different tastes than the opulently rich. Yes. Which one of the things was there was a bathroom painted like in a Japanese artwork style. Yeah. Like they flew in somebody to do this. And I just thought, but why? Yeah. How long are you going to be in there for? Especially when you have 20 other bathrooms. Well, and here's the thing. Here's the thing, Tanner. Let's, Let's ask this question. So say you have a ton of money. Yes. And you get to design your own bathroom. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of features you could put in it. What is your one feature that you say, got to do this? I know mine. My one feature? One. You get to pick one thing that you say, I'd have to have this. A bidet? <laughs> See, I was, I, I was wondering if that might be where it was going. For me, TV. I see, well, I, I don't want to spend time in there. I want a window, really. Give me a window. That's true, I guess. But I don't know. I there was one time uh, when I was on an internship yeah. that the the district had a how training for us, and they put mm-hmm. us up in a hotel. Mm. And this hotel had a TV in the bathroom, and I was like, I can watch Sports Center while I go to the bathroom. Yeah. Or I could take a I, give me a jacuzzi and a TV, but then we're just on the back porch, I guess. Right. I mean, if I'm only yeah. rich, there are a lot of there are yeah. a lot of things we yeah. can do. If yeah, if you're extremely rich, like mm-hmm. there's probably going to be a TV in places where you just don't need there's just a need to be a TV. It's true. So So Tanner, what's exciting you about twenty nineteen? Right now, um well I, I just got done reading a book too. Uh it's called uh The Crossover by Kwame Alexander, I believe. Okay. And uh it was it's a book of basketball poetry. Nice. In a in a class from so literally uh, just right up your alley. Yeah, but it like tells like a story and stuff mm-hmm. about two young boys, and it is like I like, and I've gotten to this habit of where when I am done doing things for the day and I get into bed, like I'll I'm gonna I read now when I get into bed. It's good, you know, just like an old yeah. man. So well, um, but I hit that part in my life. Mm-hmm. So I I just started reading at night and like to get my eyes off of like screens and stuff like that because we've talked about like how we would watch things or look at things links mm-hmm. on our phone like up into the point of mm-hmm. like all right I'm going to sleep now yeah. uh, so I've been reading this book and it's like I don't know it's it's gotten me inspired to do some more writing and some things like that and so you know the thing I'm always excited is always you know things that I'm writing and coming up with um, but also the NBA trade trade deadline is approaching. Dude, trade deadlines are the best. Best day of the world. Yeah, I mean, it's not in the NFL. NFL yeah. trades are dumb. I don't. But in basketball and baseball, trade deadline things is are going to happen only to the playoffs. Yeah, and like like, like what what's more exciting, uh, trade deadlines or Christmas? 
Hmm, let me think about it. Actually, I don't. NBA trade deadline season. It's the best. I, I would kind of lean towards agreeing. For like, <laughs> it's the best. In terms of like the magic, oh, it's like, the best. as you get older, the magic of Christmas wears off. Right? Like There's still a yeah. lot of like, man, I love this season for these reasons, right. but it's not magical. And actually, sometimes I think that's a little better. Yeah. Like yeah. You get to experience whatever. But I'll tell you what. When baseball mm-hmm. trades start happening... Oh, buddy. I mean, I'm locked in. Oh, you can't There's actually, man, the 2017 season for the Houston Astros, just them landing Justin Verlander in a trade that was, it had passed the, the there are two trade deadlines in baseball. Uh-huh. Uh, July 31st, I think, is the um, non-waiver trade deadline. Okay. So that's free agent, yeah. you know, or it's whatever you want to do. Yeah. Then... There's a waiver trade deadline, and I'm not exactly sure how it works, but it's like oh, teams yeah. have to pass, and you yeah. know, everyone gets their turn, whatever. And so JV was on the block, and the Astros were able to get this trade together. And we're talking, it ends, um, maybe that's a July 31st one. I don't know. It's Like 11.59 it's, p.m., yeah, one of those things. Right? Yeah. And he signed it with seconds left. Amazing. I mean, it... Oh. I'll send you the article. Oh, Sorry, I love it. No, okay. yeah, yeah, no. That's what's going on in my life. In no. podcast terminology, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, man? What's going on with you? You know, I've I've really gotten excited. I bought some new tools and was given some new tools for Christmas. And there's some things I'm really excited about. Our garage has been in a state of flux for about six months. We had mm. some projects for church that we did. And you know, when you're a church planter, you don't have a lot of storage. No. I don't know about That's why guys. we're getting that big house in Boca. That's right. That's what, so we can fly. <laughs> what do, what do you want in your bathroom? Storage. Yes. <laughs> Storage. Storage. But so we had we had a lot of stuff in our garage. And I was finally, well, it was a bunch of stuff we needed to donate. Like yeah. Some of it we had planned donation dates. One was uh, both of our churches actually through Habitat for Humanity mm-hmm. and Thrivent had built um, playhouses. Yeah. And the people we had contacted to donate our playhouse to just didn't get back to us and so that playhouse sat disassembled in our garage until about two weeks ago oh yeah and that was october <laughs> and so it, it took up quite a bit of room good and it was now really, it's gone yeah. yeah and so all that stuff is gone so i'm getting really excited we're transforming um where i used to park my truck there's now some storage and stuff mm-hmm. so the truck won't fit in there but um we're going to transform it into uh a woodworking space for me and then also uh, Chelsea really enjoys boxing oh, as yeah. a way to work out but it's like $70 a month to be a part of a boxing mm-hmm. club you know which isn't horrible no but it's not in our budget either right but so uh, through the interwebs I found a heavy bag for 50 bucks and the guy threw in a bunch of gloves and stuff too it was probably like $300 yeah. worth of stuff and then we're like okay how are we going to hang this well, then on Christmas Day, we called it our little Christmas miracle. Someone in our neighborhood posted a picture. They must have gotten a new one for Christmas, but it was an old um, heavy bag stand. Oh, why? Wow. Oh, and wow. so we've had it since Christmas, but it was disassembled, and they didn't leave any of the nuts and bolts with it. Okay. So I've been having to like go to Home Depot and piece together these yeah. nuts and bolts. And so so there's something about... So if the bag falls on Chelsea, that's your fault. Okay. 100%. just Okay. Um, it's been a lot of like putting things in going, I'm so excited how this doesn't work. Oh, jeez. Yeah. But it's one of those things, I think, as you get older, or I guess as I get older, I won't speak for anyone mm-hmm. else, 
to have space that is organized is really nice. So, yeah, isn't that true? Mm-hmm. When, when your space is organized, is your head organized? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, there's, so today is my day off, and after we're done podcasting, I'm, my plan is to go home and just, uh, you know, put in headphones or mm-hmm. uh, set up the projector in my room and watch some Netflix, but fold all our clothes and, yeah. you know, get a lot of stuff done. You know, Marie Kondo. Have you watched that? I, have, I started one episode. Yeah. And I definitely look around and go, I think we need to do this in our house. Oh, yeah. Do you, let me ask you this. I haven't watched Usually, it. from doing, uh, from just being observant. Yeah. But also from doing a lot of premarital counseling and seeing it in my own marriage, there's usually uh, a hoarder mm-hmm. and a giver. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and hoarding might be too intense, but there's someone who looks at something and goes, We have to save this. Oh, yeah. A saver. Yeah, yeah. saver. Yeah. That's yeah. better. Are you, are you the saver or the giver? So, actually, Sarah and I, we were talking about this last night with some friends. We both are very, um, we're sentimental about things. It's mm-hmm. so like, this is, oh, it reminds me of this. But we're also, we know that we can't keep it. So, what we usually right. do is we'll right. like, we'll take a day or so, and we'll kind of pack some things up. And we'll put some things in boxes, the things that like, we still like have, they're like, we're, they're, we're sentimental to them. Mm-hmm. But we also know we have to get rid of them at some point. But we won't get rid of them that day. We'll just put them in a box. And then... A couple months down the line, we'll be cleaning up again, and we'll find that stuff, and we'll just be like, time to get rid of it. Yeah. Because we haven't seen it for so long, so we kind of mm-hmm. remove the attachment. So we're both kind of like that. I, it's easier for me to just like start throwing things away. Yeah. Like, uh, I just went, when I was home for Christmas, uh, one of the gifts that I gave my mom, or that she asked for, was like, hey, just go through your closet one more time and throw a lot of things away. Mm-hmm. And I threw away like two trash bags full of just like, just like papers, and you know, it's like things that like, at one point meant something to me, mm-hmm. and now I'm like, I haven't looked at this in seven years yeah throw it away get yeah. rid of it so yeah what about y'all uh i am definitely the saver yeah and chelsea with a vengeance oh, no. is the giver like this is the girl who when she was in elementary middle high school on her own would go through her own room and pull bags for goodwill you know like yeah and so she i think chelsea looks around and puts up with me mm-hmm. and looks at certain things and goes, why do we have this? And I have to go... Because we need it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think... It's one of those things where I want to get better at giving away. Mm. Um, I took care of a friend's dog um, this last weekend. And I was in their house, and I realized, I opened one of their closets, and I was like, there are blank spaces in this closet. Like, I was grabbing... You're you're using it wrong. (laughs) I was grabbing a a, a towel for the dog or something, and I was like, wow, I wonder why we... Oh, it's it's me. It's me. I'm the reason. (laughs) So, you know, it's it's one of those kinds of things, but... Yeah. I think I think 2019 will be be good for that. You know, yeah. I'm I'm excited because I see kind of some of the spaces I get to use, and I go, oh man, I wanna I wanna get some organization in here and really get it set up. Yeah, it's just like that's how you take that's like one way to take care of yourself, mm-hmm. and I think that's an important thing to do, and that's really what we're talking about today.
are we talking about today? Ted, we're talking about burnout. We're talking about self-care. And this is great because I, you do a great job of putting these together each week of like, hey, I think it'd be good if we talked about this. And so you sent over, um, you know, I think it'd be important for us just to talk about burnout, self-care. What does that look like, especially as we're starting the new year and starting to make some of these changes, hopefully some lasting changes as well. But you, you're a YouTube guy. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. you watched a couple of videos. Uh, you want to talk about that for a minute? Yeah. So, so I got in, I mean, this sounds weird, but I, I got into YouTube in college. Yeah. Um, and I just have always been impressed with people who can, you know, cause the, the difference between YouTube and other forms of media is now there's more corporations on it, but YouTube is a lot of people creating their own content. Mm -hmm. Right. And so um, a couple channels I keep up with. Uh, one is a guy named Casey Neistat. He's based in Manhattan. And uh, number one, just a fun guy to watch, but but also phenomenal cinematography and editing. Uh -huh. He just really is a great storyteller. So I got into watching him when he was making daily vlogs. So every day he was shooting and getting 10, 15, 20 minutes worth of content. And I think it's interesting because a lot of people will look and say, "Oh, I'm gonna, I could do that. Mm -hmm. You know, all I have to do is put a camera in my face." Mm -hmm. Well, then you realize, well, he's got drone shots, he's got all these things, and for 10, 15, 20 minutes of content, he probably is editing four, five, six hours of his day. Yeah. Right. And I think there's just a lot of creativity that goes into that. And there's a lot of work that goes into that. And so uh, I watch his channel a lot. And then there's another one that's just funny, goofy. They used to be at BuzzFeed. They just started their own company. They're called the Try Guys. Mm -hmm. And they just, I mean, literally what their name says, they try a bunch of different things. So, you know, everything from they're going to learn ballet to uh, they go in and get their, you know, their backs cracked mm -hmm. by a a um, chiropractor. There's just, I mean, those are yeah. basic stuff, yeah, yeah, but there's yeah. a bunch of different, and they're just good together and they're funny and all yeah. that stuff. But about the same time, they both put out videos, Casey and the Try Guys, about saying, um, there's a lot of burnout going on in YouTube. Mm -hmm. And in fact, there's, uh, um, I don't know what her connection is, but I've seen her across a couple different channels She's a, a therapist, but she talks about burnout to these different people. And it was interesting and fascinating to me because there were kind of two sides of the coin that some people were like, oh yeah, you know, you guys work so hard. I get it. And other people were kind of like, well, all you do is shoot videos. Mm. And I love, it frustrates me so much because when it, you know, being a pastor, right. a lot of you, oh, you only work on Sunday. Yep. No, what you see, it's an iceberg. Yeah. What you see is me up front on Sundays. Yeah. But what you don't understand is through the entire week, I'm prepping, I'm reading, I'm, uh, you know, this week I was building a church directory yeah. because that's my life. You know, <laughs> all, all these kinds of things. But I, I found it fascinating because I thought both Casey and the Try Guys came at it from a great angle. And I think it's something in our world that happens a lot because I've now seen in the past couple weeks along with these videos, the, the videos came along 
there's an article that came out about how YouTubers are burning out. Yeah. And Casey mentions that in his video. And if you think about it, a lot of them because they work for themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, you can make a lot of money on YouTube. Yeah. But if you were the sole creator, that's a lot on your shoulders. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if you look at uh, another article, it was talking about millennial burnout. That Mm -hmm. a lot of millennials are burning out right now. Oh, yeah. And... What I don't want to talk about is saying, oh, burnout is this thing, oh, woe is me. But instead to look and say, how do we build good rhythms? Mm -hmm. Because burnout is avoidable. Yeah. We just have to do it. And then I think also to look at it from a lens of saying, there's burnout in different levels of society. Mm -hmm. Because I definitely look and go, man, I have some privilege. I, I... I have a job that pays me well enough to buy a house mm-hmm. that I, I'm not worried about food. You know, mm-hmm. I, we definitely have to work better at budgeting and those kinds of things. But I realized this week, I have a, a support system around me that if something goes wrong, there are calls I can make. Mm-hmm. And so for me, burnout is a much more existential, emotional growth yeah. thing. But then I started realizing and sitting back and going, what about burnout for people who it's like a fact of life, right? Yeah. That they don't have the ability, they don't have the finances, they don't have the the privilege and the friendship circles. Yeah. Like how how do they deal with burnout? And so, you know, I, I can talk, and I think we'll talk about how we deal with it. Right. But I think that's, that's a question for the church too, is to mm-hmm. say, how do we care for people who who don't have those kinds of circles? Mm. So that's kind of where I'm, I went off into it, but yeah. Well, I, I do think it's fascinating that people will look at people on like on YouTube or even on Instagram and be like, like, oh, that's not like a real job. You're just like making videos. Well, yeah, but it all it all takes time. But I think the biggest part of all of this is like it's the the things that it's not necessarily the things that you are doing. It's a, the work that's going on in your mind and then also like in your in your heart or your soul as well. Mm-hmm. Where like these guys who are putting out videos every single day, they're putting it out because they have to eat. But also, yeah. like, a lot of, like, young people who are just, like, getting into YouTube and stuff, like, they want to be famous. They want to be, yeah. they want to be known. They want to be seen. They want to have numbers. They want to have a following. They want to be an influencer. And, like, those are all, those all can be good things. Mm-hmm. But they can also and will quickly destroy you. Like, they will burn you out so quickly because you're trying, 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 trying to be somebody else. Or to be seen as someone who you just are, are not, you aren't. Well, and I think... We're also getting a lot of bad content. Yeah. Like, and not just because, like, like not just cursing is much more available now or yeah. things like that. But I'm saying, like, we're just getting, we're losing creativity. Mm-hmm. Because, and I think this is part of the burnout discussion that Casey hits in his video. Is he talks about, um, he quotes someone and talks about how, uh, Burnout is based around when it's like your input doesn't match the reward or something like that. Yeah. That you start burning out. And yeah, it's like all the things that you do because you think it's going to do this and mm-hmm. then it just, it doesn't. Yeah. And he, he talks about it as, um, oh gosh, uh, I forget the term he yeah. used, but basically he made a point to say like, it's better to have longevity than to be mm-hmm. relevant in the moment. 
Yeah. And he was like, let's look at, you know, this band that was it mm-hmm. in the late 80s and early 90s. And yeah. it's uh, New Kids on the Block. Mm-hmm. And he was like, we're not talking about New Kids on the Block anymore. Yeah. He's like, there's, he said, for me, I want to have longevity mm-hmm. over relevancy. Yeah. And I think that's another question in this burnout stage, which is you look at some people and realize they burn bright for a moment, but then you you burn out yeah. hard. Yeah. And I remember coming in to church planting, and I remember Chelsea balking at one point because we had gone at the seminary. There was some meeting about church planting, and they had a church planter there. And he talked about how his first three or five years of ministry, he was working consistently 100 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And I remember Chelsea being like, Wow, that's and she asked him. She's like, "How does that work with your family?" Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Well, the family just understands Dad's not going to be in the pictures for a while." And Chelsea came back to me and was like, "Uh, uh-uh. what are we going to do?" And I was like, "Well, luckily I have some good role models in my life. Yeah. Number two, I'm inherently lazy, so." <laughs> uh, but. You know, it's. I think it's one of those things that, that I look at and I go, I don't know if I've ever fully burned out, but I've definitely hit some stages. For sure. And so, so Tanner, I think that brings us, we've talked a lot about, you know, what does yeah. that look like? What's the existential? But what does that look like for you? Like to, to burn out or to protect myself from burnout? Well, let's talk about first, are, are there signs you recognize have you gotten to a point where you go, oh man, I'm, I'm starting to see it? Uh, when it becomes more... Well, and, and there are things in our jobs where you just have to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's when the things that I like to do become have-to-dos. Yeah. Then I'm like, oh, that's, a, that's something. Mm-hmm. Like There are things in my job that I really, really love to do. And, mm-hmm. and I experienced burnout while I was working up at camp. Mm-hmm. But it was like the things that I really enjoyed doing it felt like the last thing in the world I ever wanted to do or didn't want to do again. And so there was like no longer this, this joy that was part of it or this willingness to step up and do it or to do it well. Yeah. Um, and so I think like that's like a good sign of burnout where it's like I used to really enjoy this and now I don't. Yeah. And I don't know why. Yeah. And, or, you know, it's just like sluggishly going through each day. And, and right before this podcast, you and I were talking about like, man, it's like I haven't slept. Yeah. Like I haven't slept well like the last like two weeks. And I don't know why that is. Like, you were just like, I just need like one good sleep. Yeah. Like just one. And I think like, it's like, yeah, your, your sleep is affected. Your daily life is affected as well. Um, I, mean, I mean, signs of burnout, like they are pretty obvious, but you also have to be watching for them. Mm-hmm. You have to be a watching and you have to wear. And like you said, you have to have these people around you who can like speak into that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I really like what you said though, uh, or maybe what was what Casey Neistat said. It's, you don't want to just, it's not a flash in the pan. You want to crock pot this sucker. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you want to, you want to have some longevity because mm-hmm. you're, you're not going just for today, but you're going for next, especially as like a church planter or as a writer. Like I don't want just like my writings to be, fine for right now I want yeah. it to be in like 20 years like they can, you can still call back to these things where mm-hmm. like your church is still going to be there in 20 years it just wasn't an it thing in yeah. 2019 yeah. you know but it is like a, it is a home in 2032 yeah you know and so it's like keeping into account all these things that you're doing why are you doing them and then saying like it's not gonna happen overnight no 
right? We can give a thousand different examples of things that don't happen overnight, yeah. right? And they're beautiful things that mean a lot to a lot of people, right? You talk about building a house, you talk about building a company, you talk about building or planting a field. Like these things take time to grow. And when yeah. they grow, that's when the good stuff starts to happen. Well, and it's, I think it's, it's living in the, the in-between, which we don't like doing, mm-hmm. which is to say, I have a sense of urgency that says I want to work hard. Yeah. But I understand that the hard work is going to take time. Mm-hmm. Right? That we're, you're building something, you're working on something, and what you don't want is for it to just go on without you doing anything. Right. But on the flip side, understanding, hey, a meteoric rise is number one, so rare, and number two, how rare is it that someone survives it? Mm-hmm. You know? And... For me, when it comes to burnout, this is ridiculous, but I know that I'm starting to get there with the amount of me yelling at inanimate objects growing, right? Like, yeah. I know how how I start to recognize, and especially Sunday mornings as I'm getting ready for church, because my goal is to be the first or second person every Sunday morning. That's either me or Matt are the first people at the the school that we meet at. And so depending on how I've spent my time in the morning and where I am, the amount of things I yell at. This week it was the printer and my shoes. And, you know, it's just one of those things that I can tell that as an extrovert, well, what do I do when I start getting stressed out? When I start, you know, burning, it's like I start yelling at things. (laughs) And it's really funny because Chelsea's an introvert, and especially at the beginning of our marriage, she did not get it. She thought I was mad at her. I was like, no, the shoes. These shoes are really just chewing. And, but that's that's something I noticed that. Lack of sleep's a big one. Mm-hmm. Like, you start getting into that. But I think for me, it's habits that I trick myself into that I say are healthy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I just need some downtime. Well, then downtime becomes an entire day of... Netflix. Netflix. Or, scrolling. Yeah. yeah. And so it's one of those things that you look and go, those things aren't bad, but when they become your form of rest, when crashing becomes your rest, crashing is meant for when you've had an insane week and you just can't process. Yeah. Resting is active, if that makes sense. Oh, it, it 100% is. Yeah. And so... You are doing something while you're resting. Yeah. You're resting. And, and I think that's a good point. Like, we do a really bad job as a society of asking ourselves, is this healthy? Yeah. Not should I, like, like, is this healthy for me? Mm-hmm. Because what's healthy for me may not be healthy for you. Right. Or what's right for you may not be, be right for me. And there's a lot of different lines we can cross there. But, like, people who are uploading and putting out content every single day, mm-hmm. right, is that, is that a healthy thing? Yeah. Can you do that and be healthy? I think you can. But you have to keep some other things in check. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when we let ourselves do things that are just not, like, it's not going to end well. Yeah. It is not going to end well. So we have to ask ourselves, is this healthy? And we, you and I were just talking about Twitter right before this, too. Yeah. But, like, uh, what did you say? You were like, dude, I think I hate Twitter now. Yeah. And, but like, that's the thing. is like, is this a healthy, is this healthy for me? Well, and, and we live in a day and age where everyone has a voice. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea and I, uh, we've been re-watching... A show called Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Mm-hmm. It's an old one season Aaron Sorkin uh, dramedy. It's really good. Mm-hmm. It's it's phenomenal. But it's the kind of, it came out right around the start of blogs really 
mm. being a thing, and it's about a you know an SNL type show, and this one of the the actors is reading about uh, reading a blog about how um, there was someone commenting on their show, and he's talking to the other actor in the show together, and um, oh, well, why do you even read that? You know, it's she's just sitting there in her pajamas writing this, and he's like, yeah, but the New York Times is going to quote it to show that they're not, you know, snobby elites, that they're mm-hmm. the voice of the people, and there's this great one line in there that popped out to me, which the guy goes, I miss journalism being elite. Mm-hmm. To say, I miss that you used to have credentials and training. And I think in our day and age, mm-hmm. that's one of those things that I struggle with with social media is everyone feels like they have a voice. Yeah. And there are some brilliant things about that. Mm-hmm. That there are people whose voices we wouldn't have been able to hear before that are coming out. Mm-hmm. But what I also am discovering is there are a lot of people who don't have a voice in their daily life, mm. but they have a following on Twitter. Yeah. And so... Where they have a following, but they haven't found their voice yet. Right. Right. And so there's a lot of things that I struggle through in terms of like, I have to remember like, a lot of these people aren't experts. Mm-hmm. They're just running their mouth. Yeah. And that's part of my burnout thing too is, dude, I love watching train wrecks. Oh, yeah. Not like physical, actual train wrecks. Yeah, yeah. But like, that's not on my YouTube you know, search. The, no, no. The, the idea of something crashing and burning. And I, I know I'm starting to get unhealthy when I start delving into those things. So mm. burnout though too, uh, I think there's a prideful aspect in it. Yeah. Because I think people go, well, look, I'm working hard enough to burn out. That if I'm not on the edge of burnout, I'm not yeah. working hard enough. And that that's the struggle for me. You know, that's the 100 hour a week yeah. idea is to say, well, this is what hard work is. And again, it's, it's like that. Are you going to play for, you know, a year or are you going to be here for 40 years? Exactly. And, and I think, you know, I look at... Um, just across the board, the people who are, who are successful, very rare is the meteoric rise that survives. Mm-hmm. And burnout, I think, is a very real thing in those areas. And, and kind of what you mentioned earlier about people aren't seeking to create for the sake of creating. Mm-hmm. They're seeking to create for the sense of fame. Yeah, And I think that you know, there's nothing new under the sun, but that's a major shift for us. Mm -hmm. I think it used to be people were like, well, I want to make music because I love music. Mm -hmm. And now I think we get a lot of people, I want to make music because I want to, I want people to know me. Or I want to, I want to, this is the danger one way. I want to be somebody. Yeah. Because that's how we now give assigned value is how Mm -hmm. many people follow you or know who you are. Yeah. And that's just not, that's not true. Yeah. And that's not true at all. And I think in all of this, it's like for us to be faithful to what it is that that we love or what we've been called to do or whatever language you want to use, how do we be faithful to it? And being faithful to it means that it's not just going to happen overnight. Right. Right. Like you've been called to be a pastor. Mm -hmm. Right. But that doesn't mean that your church has to be 5,000 tomorrow. God, I'd die. Yeah. Yeah. And so like we put these things in place for growth to happen 
in a positive and a healthy way as well. And so like, yeah, but to remain faithful to that for the long run and not just to be like, I've been doing this for like six weeks and nothing's happened. Yeah. Right? No. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's use written to speak as an example, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. over the last nine months, I have been posting something once or twice a day, like a short poem or something like that, and I've been working really hard. But I've also had people in my life asking, have you been taking breaks? Yep. Are you resting? Yeah, right? yeah. Are you spending so much time on the internet? And it's like I have posted and then deleted the app for the day yeah. kind of thing to keep myself in check, but also to know, like, number one, like, do I still like to do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like doing this. Why are you doing this? Why? I hope it helps somebody. And, like, the third thing is, is like, do you want to get fame out of this? Well, I want people to know that hope is real, and if that happens yeah. through this, then that's okay. And if not, like... Yeah. I'm still gonna write a poem probably every day, yeah. And I'm gonna post it, yeah. But we ha- like we have to ask ourselves these really difficult questions, and then we have to allow ourselves to either to fold it up and walk away, or to continue digging. So I've I've been reading so my you know read two books a month thing yeah, yeah. I've been trying on. Uh, the second book I read this month was I finished up a book I started in 2018 called Didn't See It Coming. Mm. It's by a guy named Carrie. I don't know how you pronounce his name. Newhoff. Newhoff. Yeah, he's yeah. brilliant. He carries, Do you listen to his podcast? Uh, every uh, I've started. Oh, bro, that's good. I've started, but he that Canadian so, accent, beautiful. It's hilarious. Sorry, um, I've interrupted your story like four times. Well, is it a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> then you're <laughs> what, doing what it is right. a podcast? Two people interrupting each other. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I know exactly <laughs> what you're saying. And so I, I finished the book, but he really so he's talking about you didn't see it coming burnout. Like he's talking oh, yeah, about yeah. things that come at us and. And he burned out, mm-hmm. like to the point of like, I mean, pastor, but had to go and like apologize to his family and yeah. really work through th- some things. And he he just writes really well, very accessible. But he had two sections, one on pride and one on humility. Oh wow! And he really points to say like, hey, a lot of the root of burnout is pride. And then he starts talking about pride in some different ways. And you know when a book takes and shines a light on your soul. And you just feel naked. Yeah. And so he's talking about pride and he goes, and one of, you know, he talks about all these different aspects, but one of them was, you look at what other people are making and you don't want to be happy for them. Mm. You want to judge them. You want to tear them down and you put people around you who will do the same. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh no. Like that's me. Like, and it was great because I read, you know, some of these other aspects. I was like, I don't do that. I don't do that. And then it gets to this like. And it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, there's insecurity, there's all these things. And what he really pushes, which was really cool is he goes, and the way you combat this is humility. Yeah. And then he walks through these different things about humility that, you know, humility can come from humiliation, which is like the worst part. Mm -hmm. It can come through, um, being thankful, looking every day and saying, Hey, look at what I've got. Mm hmm. But another thing I pulled out of it is looking and saying what you just said, which is to say, am I doing this to be famous or I'm doing this with a purpose? Mm -hmm. When we wrote our book, there was one thing that came out of my mouth that I wish I could go back and do it. I was speaking at a conference that our publisher had flown us out to to speak at, Mm -hmm. and they had put my talk in a nursery. And I was like, okay. But they put the guy talking about millennials who wasn't a millennial in the sanctuary. And I ran my mouth for about two days yeah. about that. And I realized, you know, reading this book, and that was a year ago. Yeah. But reading this book, I was like, 
I was so concerned about my own optics. I was so concerned yeah. about my own pride, my own issues, mm-hmm. that I ran my mouth. And I wish I could go back and have struggled with that in a better sense. Yeah. In terms of saying, man, I'm glad someone's talking about this. I do think millennials can talk about it more. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad people care about this. Yeah. But at the in that moment, mm. it was so... Yeah. Oof. It was that that moment of like, oh man, this is it, and and I think pride in our burning out mm. is something we have to struggle with to say. There's pride in me going, I'm so exhausted yeah. that I can't do anything else. Mm-hmm. That's unhealthy. Yeah, for sure. Like that's just not at all healthy. And so let's take that turn, Tanner. Yeah. We've been talking about burnout. What for you do you do to to keep an eye on burnout, but also you know, we're so reactive. Yeah. And I think part of our, our humanity and our growth is to say proactivity over reactivity. Yeah. Reactivity should happen in the moments where you have to be reactive. Yeah. But you really should try to be proactive in what you do. Uh, I mean, fighting, fighting burnout, that kind of sounds funny. Uh, but like, you, I mean, you have to be active by doing some of these things. Some mm-hmm. of the things that I've been doing recently, we talked about this on the last podcast, was changing my morning like routine. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I wanted to just, I didn't want to start the day by jumping into work. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, work isn't going anywhere. I'm going to get to it. Mm-hmm. But I need to get to it in a healthy way and not in a rushed way. Yeah. And so it's like doing these small things in the morning where it's like drink a bunch of water, do some stretching, do some reading. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not And the big thing is, is like where am I going to spend most of my day? I'm yeah. going to spend most of my day looking at a screen because mm-hmm. like art, my, my job involves that. Yeah. Or it's going to be sitting across from somebody else and talking with them. And I, I enjoy both those things are great. Right. So I need to spend the morning time by myself. I spend time reading the Bible or a book of some sort and just mm-hmm. like sitting and being in silence. And then waking my body up slowly because like your body carries stress, right? And so I want to do these things to like, like fight that as well because like you spend a hundred percent of your life in your body. Shocking. I know. Right. And so like, I want to do a good job of taking care of my physical body and like my spiritual self as well. So that when I step into the things that I might burn out from, like I'm ready to go into that. I've also been doing this weird thing and I haven't told anybody this. But like I've been waking up in the morning and like as I walk out into the house, into like our living room and I look around and I just say like, thank you. Yeah. Like I'm thankful. Like I, and like I'll open up the fridge to get water and I'm like, thank you. Like right. this is good. And like I want to become more thankful for the things that I have where it's like, I'm just, I'm thankful for what we have right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm, it's, it is, it is wonderful because it's so, I can be so quick to be like, I wish I had that. Or yeah. I wish that this was what I, what that what that person has, like that's what I want. Oh, or right. that lifestyle is what I mm-hmm. want. And so like, how do you fight comparison? Well, with humility and thankfulness. Yeah. Right? And so it's like being thankful for what we have. And then like to take care of it as well. Um, I don't know. I, I, like fighting, fighting burnout is, it is an active, it is an active thing. Yeah. So it's like, how do I slow down? How do I take my eyes away from screens, yeah. from social, like social media, as great as a tool as it is, like it will destroy us. Oh yeah. It will certainly destroy us. And like, then how do I, and then how do I spend time with the people who like bring me joy and I bring them joy? Yeah. You know? And like, yeah. so it's sitting down and being with them. I don't know. Life is hard. Life is heavy, but I don't think we have to always make it that way. Yeah. Like it's going to come up. So mm-hmm. like, sometimes we can just ride it. 
Yeah. Well, and I think that's that's the idea of proactive versus reactive, right? Yeah. You want to prepare yourself that when you're in those reactive moments, you react well. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's the idea of practice of any kind, right? Mm-hmm. Be it music, um, acting, you know, sports, whatever it is, you're training your reactions, right? True. So you don't think about it mm-hmm. when it happens. Yeah. You you simply are. Um, Your, your reactions have been prepared for. Yeah. And, and so that's for me, as I look at being proactive versus reactive, uh, being in the word mm-hmm. is number one. Like when I start my days and I use a great app called Read Scripture, mm-hmm. which I mean, as a pastor, having gone to seminary and the whole nine. Yeah, you've memorized the Bible. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> this, this little app has done more for my life in the word, following Jesus in the past six months mm-hmm. than I could have imagined any other reading plan. Wow. Any other thing. Um, it's by a crew called The Bible Project. It's really good. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Uh, and one thing I've been recognizing, so I really do enjoy a good round of playing some video games with my brother and my cousin. We get on maybe this week we've been pretty pretty regular, but uh, I've realized... It's that's a temptation for me. That that falls into the same category as Netflix and stuff. Mm-hmm. And what I've realized is there was um, a moment, a couple, couple weeks ago, last month, where I had an opportunity. I had a free movie pass to go see something, and I had the movie decided. And I woke up that morning and was like, okay, I could go see this movie, and spend three hours of my day doing nothing. Mm-hmm in the middle of the day and then come out and kind of have this segmented day. I was like, or I could take care of this project that Chelsea and I've been talking about for six months because I'm really good at starting things and not finishing them. Oh, hello. Yes. And so what I'm realizing and recognizing is I'm looking and going, I want to finish. Yeah. I want to start looking at projects and getting them done. And, and I have this workshop of tools now mm-hmm. that I look and I go, I love being able to point at something and say, I did that. Yeah. And that's actually become so restful for me. It's been great for Chelsea and I to do those kinds of things together. So that's been really good. Uh, writing, for yeah. me, it's it's kind of a side hustle versus mm-hmm. for you, I think it's one of your main hustles. Oh yeah, it's a hustle for And sure. so writing for me is, is restful right now. Um, and then just time with, with my wife and with friends that we just get to hang out and, and be friends together and do those kinds of things. I think those are all really good things and it's being in rhythm, right? And I think that's the yeah. thing that we could, you know, as we talk about across the board, it's about saying, you know, you don't, you don't have to have a lot of things to, to be in rhythm. Yeah. To look and say, how do, how do I do this? Um, There's so much beauty in just being. Yeah. Like, I don't always want to have to be doing something. And it goes back to the argument of being a human being versus a human doing. Right. Right. And, like, it is so freeing just to, to be. To, and, yeah. and then And then, but also to look at your life and look at who you are and say, I like to do these things and I'm going to do them. Yeah. Because because I like to them, not because it's like it's going to bring me fame, it's going to bring me power, or it's right, going to bring me right. popularity. But it's like I just I just like to do it. Yeah, you know. And it's like like would you do woodworking if you weren't like putting finishing projects on the internet, right? right. Or would you be creating these videos if you weren't putting them on the internet, like to show right. them off to people? Like, do you actually enjoy doing it? Yeah. 
And like, there are some things that we do that we shouldn't do, but there are also some things that we do that we probably should do more of. Yeah, yeah. It's like to enjoy that. And I think that fights burnout too. Yeah. Like, oh, I enjoy doing this. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Well, and I think what it comes down to a lot too is we live in a, in a world where spontaneity is very um, praised. I think, you know, along with hard work is that you should be spontaneous. Mm-hmm. But what I've learned more and more is I need structure. Oh, structure is beautiful. I need, I need something to step into and go. It doesn't have to be scheduled, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like, this is how it has to be. But structure allows you to be spontaneous because oh, yeah. everything else is done, right? Yeah. And so I think that's, uh, that's a big deal. I, yeah. Do you, when I was younger, I loved just like uh, flaunting that I was just a spontaneous individual. Yeah. Or at least I thought my life was going to become something more spontaneous. Oh, wait, we're just going to go do this. I'm like, I'm going to do this, whatever, whatever, whatever. But like now it's like, no, actually like structure helps me Mm -hmm. to, to live something better. Right. Right. And I think that's something that's hard to, really hard to get away from. So yeah. Yeah, man. Dude, I, I don't know. So if there's anyone who's listening who's like yeah. going through burnout or has gone through burnout, like how like how do you avoid burnout and how do you practice self-care? Yeah. And what are some things that you guys do? Because we've talked about we've talked about a bunch of things and hopefully they're helpful for you and uh, and maybe you're implementing some things in your life right now that you want us to know about. Let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll put a question up on the internet and you can send us a message or comment on it below. But yeah. man. Tanner, if people are looking to follow you, where, where are they going to find you? They're going to find me, well, actually, how about this? Don't try to find me. Like, just take some time Digital to rest. To just like... That's right. We're not going to promote ourselves. Not, no. You guys just do you. Take some time just to breathe and to sit. And then when you come back to the internet, it's ever in this week. Well, and uh, here's, here's something, too. Like, go sit somewhere pretty. Yeah. Or hike somewhere pretty like be out. I think that's another one. But be also outside. we live in we live in Texas, so we can't go outside. So if you are in the north. Sucks to be you. Yeah, it really does. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like maybe take a trip to come visit us in Texas. That's right. It's a balmy fifty outside right now. So But you can be outside, yeah. which is something oh, so that I'll nice. always take. So nice. Well I'm Ted. I'm Tanner. This is our podcast. And we're about to record another one. What? Look, Look at us. Alright. Well down, down, brown, brown. Brown.